Thank you for joining us on another season of Beyond Clean, a live podcast where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. Beyond Clean is a podcast that is broadcast out of our studios inside Gym Supply in Orlando, Florida. We're always looking for guests at Beyond Clean, so reach out to me, your host, David Thompson, at dthompson at academyofcleaning.com or call us at 888-999-6059. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get started with today's guest on Beyond Clean. Good morning, folks. This is Dave Thompson. I am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and host of Beyond Clean with Ace. It's a podcast we do every month with Sean DeVore, and I heard a door creaking on the backside, so Sean must be there. Yes, I'm here. How are you this morning, Dave? I'm doing great. It's a wonderful thing. It's not April the 1st, so folks, it's not April Fool's Day, but no fooling. Sean's back with us. Excited to be here. Just rolled in from Chattanooga last night, seeing my daughter and grandson up in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we uh, made it safely back and happy to be back in Fort White. Well, good, good, good. Say, uh, I know one of the things that's been on uh, my mind and something that uh, some of us here at uh, Gym Supply and the Academy have been talking about, and, you know, I don't know if you're feeling fatigue of uh, devices, device fatigue, that's what I call it. But I just get, you know, simply tired of, I don't know, it seems like living my life in front of a computer screen and stuff. Now, I, I champion all of it, and it's been a great year for education here at the Academy. But, I mean, you know, there's so much. I, I just need, I'm a doer. I like to get out and do. And you've got a farm there, so you've got plenty of stuff going to do. But I don't. I live in an RV, so... Uh, this is kind of one of those times where I go, man, I sure wish I had that house again. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm a doer as well. Uh, I enjoy being out in front of my customers, meeting with them personally, going over projects, showing samples, all those kinds of things that go along with the business. I really enjoy that part of the business. And as a result of being a, a modern, being a modern day salesperson, we have many different devices. I, carry an iPad with me everywhere I go for work. I have my iPhone that has email on it and has text on it and has re- regular normal phone calls on it. Oh, really? And, you actually get a normal phone call? <laughs> yeah, I get a normal phone calls, believe it or not. And which started this morning about 7.30. And then I have also, when I'm in my office, uh, at least try to be in here one day a week, uh, it, I have a laptop where I can try to combine everything together. So I have all these devices and then we have all these different things that we work with or our outlook email. And then we have our website and we have our salesforce.com. We have now a new program um, called sales hub that we work with uh, that gives us more opportunity to contact the customer in many different ways. We also have video yard where we video our customers with a, a personal video from your, yourself. Instead of sending a regular email, it, it embeds an, a video in the email that's very easy to access. They've come across it uh, or use technology to compress the video where it's very easy to access and to listen to and, and see. So all these things go along. And one of the things that's new is a company called Material Bank. And that has really... Uh, 
been beneficial to the community as far as designers and end users go, but it's uh, added another step to our reality, <laughs> uh, which is one thing that I, I was dealing with this morning. I had 10 new leads gener- generated by Material Bank. Material Bank is a company that a designer can go to and order multiple different types of design designer things to go into an interior of a building. So she can, she or he can order the carpet sample, the LVP sample, the wall paint sample, the fabric sample, a furniture sample or furniture brochure all in one box from one location without having to call five different manufacturers reps and wait for them to call them back. Well, now that's got to be convenient for the end user. Oh, it's extremely convenient for the end user. It is, uh, saves them time, saves them money. Uh, on our side, it's very expensive for Mannington or any other company to be involved in it because not only do we have to maintain our normal sample supply for our normal sample shipments, but we also have to maintain a sample supply, almost a double sample supply for the products we've chosen to be in Material Bank. So it's a very but then there's also efficiencies that go along with that too, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely because it allows a client to interact with our company, a customer of mine to interact with our company without directly interacting with the company. <clears throat> but, so when that happens, when let's say Miss Susie Q designer orders a sample and ships it to her home or to her office, it generates a lead and that lead goes to my sales force. Every time a designer does that, it generates a lead. So because of the cost involved and because of the direct relationship to she's working on a real project, mm-hmm. it's important for me to process that lead. So I need mm-hmm. to go into it and convert it either to a project or I need to convert it uh, and list it on an existing project that I have or convert it to a new project in Salesforce. Which, you know, in Salesforce, I'm already creating new projects. I'm already closing <laughs> projects, updating projects, um, uh, you know, adding notes when projects get priced. Just one more thing to add to the to the job, which we often fuss about. But it is one of those electronic things that has somewhat hindered my go-to attitude about having to go-to and go to the customer and go see them and go present and and yeah, I would myself in front of the person. I was just thinking, you don't even have any time to leave the office and go see anybody. If you're not very proficient at uh, time management, no, you could sit in the office all the time. I, I've had to learn how to budget time during the day uh, as a time management skill uh, for only computer work. Because we also have to, if a customer places an order, for material, I get an email and I have to approve that order. I have to review it, make sure that all the pricing is correct on it. The products have not been entered correct incorrectly based on the project that's in Salesforce. I have to cross-reference that and make sure that that's and approve all pricing on every order. So if I get, say, on a busy order day, if I get five or six orders, it takes about, you know, between three to five minutes per order to review them and make sure that they're correct if I go through all the processes. Um, so I actually budget time during the day as an appointment to myself to sit in a parking lot in the truck and actually 
do those types of things. Answer email because you can't do that when you're driving um, as well as uh, approve orders, do Salesforce. Those are all kinds of things that I have to budget in my day as part of my day because otherwise it all stacks up at the end of the day and you don't get, you don't really accomplish anything. So folks, if you haven't heard Sean DeVore before, you're probably wondering, well, golly, what does Sean DeVore actually do? He's talking about all the sales stuff. And you probably thought being the first day or the first week of the quarter, a uh, second quarter of 21, <clears throat> that we were going to talk about floors. Well, we will talk about floors today, I'm sure, because we always do. But this is the life of a salesman, right, Sean? Yeah, it, it is the life of a salesman. It's changed so much in the last 25 years. I remember being a young sales guy in Chicago and it's snowing outside and sitting next to a payphone with a really long cord in it running in my car, answering <laughs> phone calls to my pager. So that's oh, how yeah. much technology has progressed since back then when I was doing that. Yeah. How many rolls of quarters did we go to the bank and get every week? I was telling somebody the other day, one of the companies I worked for, I didn't get any kind of expense account, but the one thing they did give me was a phone card. It had like a 11 or 12 digit number on it. And I could dial the, that number in and get into the system and then dial the phone number of the person that had texted me first or, or paged me first rather. Right. And return the phone call. And when I finished that phone call, I would push and hold the pound button until it beeped. And then I could dial the next number that had paged me and get on the phone. And I could sit there in my car for 20 minutes using that phone card that they had given me. And it was charging the phone card. So it was, it was an interesting way to do business back then that we didn't know any different in how it's evolved, the electronics of sales. So, you know, one of the things that Sean and I was talking about, folks, before we get on the air here is, you know, we've, we've both been salesmen. Sean's still selling. I'm now, you know, in education. Um, but, you know, the last, well, 18 to 20 months, depending on where you're at, we've been doing a tremendous amount more electronically. And, you know, Sean, I've seen that uh, in the custodial industry, people are going back to work, so they're not coming to class anymore. And I think just as many of them are as tired as I have been about always sitting in front of a TV camera or a, a computer screen. And so classes just aren't uh, going that well. Guy called in and signed up for a class tomorrow on luxury vinyl floor care. Thank you for helping build that course, by the way, because a few people mm -hmm. are going into it. And he says, uh, are you having the class? I said, yeah, there's just you and me. And he goes, well, should I come in? I said, please come in. You know, yeah. I, I, I need to see you. I need you here in the classroom with me. One-on-one, uh, -on -one, boy, he's going to get a lot of attention. And that's what I, I, I've been the same way. Things are opening up. You know, Of course, I have to digress a little bit. Uh, our facility managers that I deal with at the hospitals and the schools, they've been working the entire time. Not that I've been going to see them because I couldn't, but now that we've been able to, it's been so nice to go back out and see my friends because those are my friends, the people that I work with on a regular yes. basis that manage the colleges and manage the hospitals. Um, it's just been good to go back and see my friends and, and go get back out on the road. And 
the companies had to Mannington as a company's had to kind of pull back a little bit because they had they had really uh, rushed us with a lot of technology. I mean, they all just jumped in. We have a very young marketing department that's very very good. They hit us with Video Yard, which is the new video um, email system where you can embed an email or a video in an email that's been compressed and very easy to see where they could you know, see my face and, and I could tell them how I was doing and what was going on. And just in a little quick short video, uh, they hit us with that. And then we have um, Sales Hub, which is another uh, system that allows us to continually email people. In other words, I can contact a, a new customer that I've never contacted before. And if that person does not open the email or uh, does open the email or does something with it, I can actually trigger this system to send them another email and say, hey, I noticed you didn't open my email. Uh, could you uh, you know, revisit this information? Would you have some time to meet? It's kind of an electronic computer way of like a robocall, I guess. I don't really sell that way, but um, I can see its benefits um, when you're in that system. But now that we're out on the road again, I'm, I'm less likely to use that, more likely to use personal face-to-face -face contact. So there's been a ton of information overload in this time where we've been sitting at home and inside of our offices. Well, I think, Sean, let me kind of, if I will, the, the street salesperson on the road salesperson or whatever you want to call it instead of remote sales now right has to as you said the biggest challenge is time management now yeah is that right, right? yeah that is the biggest thing trying to use every minute i i just um finished a book and it was about how to get to use lack of a better term the name of the book is how to get shit done and it's by Jeffrey Gettemer. It's probably one of the best books I've read in a, in a year or so. Uh, I, of course, I'm a, I'm a fan of his anyway. But no, the, you do? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to uh, use some of his platforms. Matter of fact, there was what he, he started was called Ace of Sales. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, yep, I, I used that. that for a number of years until I found some another program. But, yeah, Jeffrey's been out doing this for quite a while. Yeah, his little red book of selling and the sales Bible are, are two of the, the books that I kind of live by. But anyway, you know, his thing is to use every moment and be aware of every moment, um, which you could drive yourself crazy doing that. But, you know, be aware of the moments that you waste and be aware of the moments that you could do other things that are productive instead of, um, you know, watching Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever at night for two hours when you could – be prepping for your presentation that's going to be at 8.30 in the morning the next morning. Now, There's as you so say that, Sean, there is a thing, too, folks, so we don't want you to be misled by our podcast this morning that, you know, this is all about working every moment that you're awake because you still need to schedule in time for yourself. Uh, yes. The, the brain needs to take, you know, just as much as, you know, my, my surgeon last week said, hey, I understand that you want to do, but... You can't go too wild. You just had surgery eight months ago. You're still healing. Uh, I think this is the thing. And you're seeing a lot of this with the mental health issues. With all of this being said, there's a lot to juggle. And uh, the, the job of a salesman is a lot more complex than just 
when somebody sees us out on the street, right? Well, yeah, because there's no, I, I often envy my wife who's a case manager at a hospital. She comes home from work and takes off her work clothes and she's done. When she walks <laughs> out of the hospital, she's done. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas I am not ever done. Uh, there is never a time until I, even when I take a day off, I'm a single salesperson in my, my, my territory. And believe me, I'm not complaining. I've done it for a long time and I respect the job and I respect what I'm doing. I enjoy it. And I you wouldn't it. do anything else, right? I wouldn't do anything else. I couldn't do what she does. I couldn't sit in a, a 12 by 15 right. office with two other people all day, every day. I just couldn't uh-huh. do that. I, yeah, I would right. go crazy. I hear but, you. But I do envy, as we all do, I envy the aspects of her job to where when she shuts off her computer at work, she's officially done until she cranks her computer back up the next day. And, and like today, she we traveled to Chattanooga, left Friday, and we came back Sunday. And she took today off to kind of regroup a little bit and kind of get things done around the house and a few things she wanted to do. And I, I can't do that because right. if I take – I can't officially take a day off. I have to answer the phone and I have to answer my email because I'm the only one that manages it. Um, so those are, you're kind of 24 seven on, uh, as a sales rep, you kind of need to be in focus and, and paying attention to what's going on at all times. Um, whereas at the drop of a hat, at the drop of a hat, it could be a, a fire that gets uh, created without your knowledge. And then you're called in to put it out. Or it could be um, a blessing and a job comes up that you didn't know. You know, I had a end user call this morning before uh, I got on the podcast with an end user, a, a county facility. They're redoing their administration building. And they uh, called me, uh, what was it, Friday? Actually, I think I was on the road Friday. And uh, because we're on state contract, they called me and said, hey, we need to set up a call with you. Uh, to go over redoing our administration building. So I was like, yeah, definitely. And I was on the road to go to Chattanooga, you know, supposedly off. And but people I, like me that called you on Friday going, hey, Sean, here's some pictures. I am I need some advice on uh, this LVT floor that I'm trying to put in. And, right. you know, I'm doing some remodeling. And then I call you and you're like, <clears throat> hey, give me a break. I'm on the road. <laughs> I'm trying to take my afternoon off. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, but, was, but uh, you know, these are the things and these are the challenges that salespeople have, but the reward is also on the other side because once that you learn the time management and there's not something that's ever over, you're always fluctuating with it. But this sure. is the joy of it during this last year is we had the flexibility as salespeople to move and to flow. And what would I do without those challenges? I don't, I don't know what I'd do. I've lived my, I've lived 35, 40 years of my life as a salesperson with that flexibility. Um, an eight to five cubicle job just would not work. Well, I mean, yeah. And all the times that I fuss about uh, having a job like I do, uh, there's also the times when I need to, um, I got to run up to the hardware store the day that I'm in the office and pick up something or I have to stop by Costco, you know, for 30 minutes while I'm out working. Those are all things I can do with complete freedom. As long as I've got my phone and I schedule the time, I can do that. 
Yeah, how many work. times I've been going down the the aisles of Lowe's and still talking with a customer about you know their flat their their floor care class or uh, mm -hmm. you know some issue that they've gotten you know and and the thing is is they always want to know well how do I get to this class and what's the cost of that class and I got to keep it on my head you know so yeah the challenges are always there but the rewards for us you know hey there's a job for everybody right. There's a job for everyone, and that goes back to some of our political views. The United States is a machine, and we need uh, garbage collectors. We need sanitary workers. We need maintenance workers and floor maintenance workers in, in buildings, as well as we need the CEO on the top floor. I mean, we need, a, we need everybody to work okay. together. So let's talk about floors a little bit, because next Monday, uh, one of the salesmen here at Jim Supply – has a uh, unique challenge. He's got some LVP floors at mm -hmm. a country club. Uh, I guess it's a country club slash uh, assembly, uh, you know, um, where they do weddings and stuff like this. And they put this floor in about a year ago, and it's a dark floor, and it's super scratched up, and... They want us to come out and show them how to fix it. Well, uh, is that more of a statement <laughs> or a question? <laughs> well, you know, that's why we got like this class that you and I developed uh, right. several months ago and that we're doing tomorrow. And, you know, I'm trying to get some of our salespeople to come to class to learn what you and I put together. And a couple of weeks ago, we had some salespeople from the Tampa location come to class and they were like wow I didn't know it was that involved and I said and here's the thing as I'm learning from you and also the industry and and now that I know more questions to ask I'm getting more answers plus I also have more questions because you know when you get into this LV stuff it's not just uh, vinyl uh, you know there's wood composition there's stone composition uh, particle and and then they were you know they were talking about the wear layers and then you've told me about you know the different materials that are in the wear layers right. and and you know here comes this customer now for next Monday and and the thing is he says I don't really know what the LV is that's here um, we don't have a sample of it we don't know exactly what it is it was here before I got here yeah and there's really no way to um there's no definitive way to identify it when it's been installed on the floor, unless you have a, some, uh, attic stock to try to, and find how many people have some of that sitting around, uh, you know, attic stock gets legs. It tends to walk <laughs> off. Yeah. We haven't used it in a, in a few years. What are we maintaining that for? You know, Hey, well, you know, and out it goes. Right. Or yeah, it goes to somebody's back bedroom or their office at the house or, you know, who knows where. So, you know, the challenge here is, is, you know, we're going to go out and, and uh, thank you for all your help in, in educating me so that I can go out and, and help these folks. Uh, but we're going to do some video shooting you know, so that just like what you just got through saying a minute ago, you know, so that we can push out a video of all of these different things. Because when I was doing the class for the salespeople, you know, it ultimately was coming down to two things. They're either getting it brand new and they're going and then people are starting to ask, well, what do I do? 
or it's been down there for a year or two and it looks so terrible that nobody can take care of it. So it's come in and repair what's damaged is the is largely what we find is when somebody comes to us and goes help. And, and yeah. so when I showed them how, how you can take a pad and tear up an LV floor so quickly with a pad on a, a rotary floor machine, they were just mm -hmm. stunned. Yeah. And I think that's that, what I see the most of is, is people are using the wrong tools to maintain these floors. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. That's where we're maintenance issues or, or lack of maintenance is always been the issue on most everything, but on LVT, especially and and I, I mentioned this before, LVT has expanded to a point to where it's being put in places it shouldn't go. And that's what's causing the drawback is some of these places, you know, a golf course is probably, <laughs> I would say a golf course ranks up there in one of the most least maintained facilities that you'll ever run across. They, they get a ton of soiling and sand from off the course. Right. Uh, the people that attend it are members, so they don't care about uh, what they spill or how they spill and the maintenance of those places to, to be, to be honest, most of the golf courses and I don't golf, but most of the places I've been called because of flooring, uh, they run on those places run on a shoestring budget mm -hmm. and they don't allow enough budget for maintenance. So I would imagine that floor that you're going to go encounter is not a been maintained properly and B has a ton of soiling or sand on it. And that's contributing to it as long and as well as chair scratches and things like that. So I, I would probably say that that's less of a product issue and more of a maintenance issue at that, that facility just before I even would look at it. Well, and, but this is the, this is the challenge, right, Sean? Mm -hmm. um, that's what people have. It was bought, it was purchased. This is what they've got. They can't go and replace it right yet. Uh, it's only a couple of years old. So, now we have the choice, you know, the challenge, and also, as you just said, as a salesperson, the opportunity to correct an issue, which is right. the what what you said, put out the fire kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, you know, some of our the the class that you and I developed is how to start from day one, you know, with matting and keep that sand and grit off of the floor, right? Right. Your walk-in walk-off system is essential at the bare minimum of uh, some type of walk-off rug laid on top of the existing flooring up to the maximum of 15 foot of installed professional walk-off material so that anywhere in between there is better than nothing so this kind of be the fun you know of of this and and as i told the sales rep for that location i said okay so we can go in and I'm not going to say correct every issue. We can minimize what's happened to a point. We can produce a better product than what he's got so they have something. But the, here's the other part of that question. As you just said, if they haven't been maintaining up to now that got them to this situation, no matter what we do come next Monday to help correct it, if they don't do anything else, where are they going to be? Well, they're going to be in a lot worse position because what they've now done due to lack, let's just make them, we're making the assumption due to lack of maintenance, they're, 
excuse me, they're probably, they're going to have to move to a complete maintenance system now because they're going to have to put finish on the floor uh, to maintain it because they have ruined the finish that was put on it by the factory. So they're going to have to put some kind of maintainable finish that's going to either be a complete system of strip and wax or strip and finish, or it's going to have to be a minimal system of um, some type of polymer product that fills in the grooves and scratches that gets reapplied every time they clean the floor. So, well, and, and, and this is the whole thing. This is why we have the four-part system, Sean, uh, with your help, right. is, you know, the daily cleaner and the, and the uh, daily restore product or weekly restore product, which is what you just mentioned, clean it and restore right. it on a regular basis. Right. What we're going to have to do next week is we're going to have to go out and, you know, re remove what damage has been done mm -hmm. and then put a shield on it that is going to be something they're going to maintain. And this is what I was telling the sales force is you do not do this with the conventional equipment that we've been using because the conventional mentality goes with that equipment. And the first thing that happens when somebody has a rotary machine, the conventional rotary machine mm -hmm. is they put on it a conventional pad, which tears up the floor and is going to elevate that whole maintenance issue again. Yeah, if you've ever saw a black vehicle that's been waxed uh, improperly, you see all the swirls in the paint. That's mm -hmm. what you'll create on the floor. Because if you imagine the, the scratch at the microscopic level is like if you put your two fingers up in the peace sign, that is a, that's a gouge or a scratch. So what you're going to try to attempt to do to go in there to repair that is lower that to a lowercase v instead of a capital V and then fill in the remaining portion above the actual print film with a protective polymer in order to give your, your floor a finish that appears uh, unmarred or unscratched. And you're going to have to do that weekly. Yeah, and this whole concept isn't anything so unusually new. I was watching uh, a deal um, where the guys were talking about paint on a car, you know, showroom quality paint. You know, right. that really deep, deep. And the guy says, you know, when it comes out of the paint booth, we will spend close to 100 hours on that car sanding and polishing to get that look that you're after. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about all of the grits of paper, uh, emery cloth and so forth that they're using and the compounds, the polishing compounds uh, and when we had our stone polishing class, some of the people were starting to get this. You know, this is all about light reflection, and that's what gives us that, because the better that, that floor is smoothed out, the better it resists all this scratching. Yeah, because the paint doesn't go down so perfect that it's smooth. It's smooth to the touch but it's not smooth microscopically. It would look like it had little tiny fissures in it all over the place. Uh, if you see a paint on a car, that's, I love watching those shows. I'm into hot rods and that kind of stuff. I have a couple. And, um, you know, if you watch Ken Diggett design out of, uh, Utah, oh, yeah. Yeah. they, they, you know, they spray that, that car, those hot rods in a, in a vacuum booth that evacuates all uh, extra spray and dust and everything through filters. And then 
like you said, they come back, they take it out of the booth and they spend hours and hours on it, just sanding it brand new paint job and uh, putting compounds on it to polish it. So I don't even know how that process works. I'm not fluid enough to talk on that. But. Well, but what we're talking about here, though, Sean, this morning is the fact that when you're talking about these LV floors, they're not all the same. And unfortunately, what the maintenance, when they do get maintenance, is trying to do is do the same thing that they were doing with VCT. And this just isn't. So, you know, it's like if you get that brand new installation, it's not just have the maintenance department do what they've been doing. They need a whole new routine. They need new equipment. They need new product. They need a new way of, they need a new skill set. And that, that's what I do on every one of my jobs is I try to set the expectation and I try to set up, especially on my larger projects where I'm dealing with something over 10,000 square feet. I almost insist on me coming in and doing a uh, in-service training with the maintenance uh, people. And I want the gentleman or the lady that's going to be running the machine. That's actually going to have their hands on the machine. That's who I wanted the meeting because I learned early on, um, I used to do this. This was one of the ways that I would try to increase my sales by following up. And I'd end up having my meeting with the facility maintenance director. And he would be, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Here, let me take your information. I'll pass this on in our meeting this week and this, that, and the other. And then invariably, I would get called back uh, three months later. Well, you know, this floor is not really performing the way that you said it would. And I would go in there and they're not even doing what I asked them to do. Um, they were doing what they'd always done, just like you said. So I've evolved to the point that I insist with the facility maintenance director of the hospital or the college or the school district that I want a meeting as shift change. And I want to speak with the people who are actually running the machine, the floor tech, which usually narrows down to one, maybe two people. So I don't have to sit in front of the whole maintenance group. I just need to speak to one or two people that actually run the machines. Because typically there's somebody, if you ask who's the floor tech, oh, that's that's John over there. He's the floor tech. Um, because there's usually one guy or one person that just does flooring. And if I can get to that person, then it will trickle down and I can usually get the right thing done. Well, and, and that's the whole thing. So it's like I said with this, you know, I guess um, on-site class that we're going to do on Monday. I said, uh, you know, while we're shooting the videos, I don't want anybody around, but we do want people to come in. They're actually going to be responsible for taking care of it after we leave because, you know, their whole idea. So we kind of set something up for them. We're going to use their floor to videotape for other people to have and to see what you do because we don't have any of that to go along right. with our program you and I built. Um, so they're going to allow us to do that. And I said, at that point, we don't want anybody around so we can focus on, on what we're doing. I said, the second thing is, is we want people to come in afterwards to see what we did. And then we've got the videotape to show them how we did it because you're going to have to take care of this after we leave. Um, and so, you know, this is, this isn't what maintenance departments are used to doing. No. They're maintenance is the high we have we've talked about maintenance is the highest turnover, I think, in the whole 
side of the business, anything that gets done at a facility maintenance is the highest turnover. And those jobs, the individuals do not get paid enough for what they do. And there's just a high turnover rate. So trying to retrain and train and keep up with training is a very difficult process. Well, and, and therein, as you just said, you know, um, unfortunately, when these decisions are made, maintenance departments really never clued in until afterwards. And then it's a afterthought and everybody treats it as an afterthought. Um, you know, I want to digress just a little bit here before we get through with our show today, because I wanted to say thank you and Manning and thanks to Mannington for having, and you, and you know, the name of it, uh, the program on your website where you can <clears throat> take a picture of your floor and then go to the different tiles that you're looking for and actually choose the color, the style and put it on your floor. That was wonderful. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. They, uh, room scenes is, and to believe it or not, Mannington is way behind on that. Really? Uh, as far as, yeah, we were, uh, probably one of the last ones to do room scenes, uh, on our website, which is a, it's, is a definite, um, added benefit to our marketing, our new marketing department. They have really stepped up. Um, we've, we've hired some, uh, new millennial, uh, designers that have all the technology. Um, they know how the design community is interacting with each other and how things are working. So we can do the room scenes and actually change the direction of the carpet tile, change the direction of the LVP, uh, do multiple different types of room scenes. We actually now can, uh, you can send us a picture. I just did um, a job up the, at the Savannah Aquarium in Savannah, Georgia. And I stood up on a ladder and took pictures from high up uh, down and we I sent those to our design department and they were able to put their floor into that photograph uh, that and I so sent cool. it back to them so they can actually visualize their own floor that's why we call it the visualizer so you can actually visualize your own uh, floor and own space if you want to or you can use our our bank of different spaces for education and most designers just use something uh, referenced that way we also have a new uh, program to us where we can take a uh, DWG CAD file from the customer if we're doing an entire building and lay our Mannington products in that building in a 3D image so they can see the actual size of the carpet tile in LVP or LVT as well as the different colors that are all downloaded in the system so they can see the complete pattern of the job uh, in a CAD drawing and if and with the 3D technology that, that's available now, we send that back to the designer and the designer can use, then put in the desks, the furniture, the wallpaper or the paint or the systems furniture that they plan on using and present it to the, the end user all the way up to uh, 3D, uh, wow. complete 3D. There's an architect in Gainesville and there's one in Tallahassee and I'm sure there's more in my territory, but the one in Gainesville... Uh, Walker Architects has done a great job. You can actually, Joe Walker's actually showed me, you can put on the headset 
uh, and walk into the building and look through the sheetrock and see the conduit and then look in the conduit and see the wires running in it, look into the ceiling above the ceiling tiles and see the uh, HVAC system. I mean, it's just remarkable. And look down at the floor and see the carpet tile that was specified in the right color, in the right pattern, uh, next to the chair, next to your foot. I mean, it's just amazing the technology that's out there. So here we talked about all of this stuff for the last 40 minutes, Sean, and we end up still coming back talking about technology. Yeah, we're back to, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where it's at. Uh, but you know but this is what makes our life today what it is just think of mm -hmm. you know how easy you and i have done this podcast for the last year thank you for joining with me sure yeah and and at first it was oh i don't know if i really want to and could i do but now look how much fun we had and and you know people are, are downloading your podcast and and listening to it uh, every month. We thank you listeners for doing that. Uh, I just took a look before we got on air today, Sean, 5,300 downloads in the last year. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, to somebody that's, you know, that this wasn't my gig, you know, started doing this at the pushing, I'll have to say the encouragement of some other individuals in our organization here. And now look at what we do, and we do this every month with you, and I've got a couple others that we do it with. So, uh, you know, that's one side of it. But as you said this morning when we first started, it's another thing to time manage because this was something I didn't do five years ago. Right. But well, yet, it's just another part of the technology, a part of us doing business in a different way, and uh, taking advantage of all of the resources that we have. We just have to try to manage so we don't become like the Disney movie WALL-E. So we're the little robot. Uh, and you see all the humans on there floating around overweight in, the, in chairs and letting the technology do everything. As long as we can try to find a happy balance between the two, we'll be good. Well, I, I, hey, I have to tell you, I went the other direction for the last year. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm losing weight and feeling good, and life is life is good. So, uh, bring it on. Yep, that's the way I look at it. I've uh, successfully cut all sugar out of my diet and all bread and pasta, and, and uh, it's funny how the weight just comes off when you do that. So I'm, well, I'm now I'm not with you on the pasta. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I'm not with you on the pasta. I, I am doing better on the bread, and the sugar is pretty much gone, but I love my pasta. I got to have that pasta, man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a big, huge uh, pasta enthusiast. I, if I eat pasta, I, I would typically always eat uh, just angel hair, so it's pretty easy for me to step away from it. I didn't eat that much of it. Oh, no, I even, I even make my own. I, I enjoy oh, making it. Nice. That's yeah. Oh, well, hey, here we talked about sales. We talked about floors. We talked about virtual technology, and we end up talking about food. Yep. Well, that's <clears> the best <throat> part of life, enjoying food. Hey, that's why we do all this, right? Take care of our health. Exactly. I was so proud of my daughter this weekend. She has really become the, quite the chef, and we had uh, arugula salads with uh, goat cheese creme fraiche and uh, – um, a grilled chicken, and then she also made a chicken cordon bleu 
that was just amazing. And some, uh, I broke my bread up there because she made a, a blueberry and peach cobbler and individual ramekins. It was just to die for. <laughs> Oh, so I love to cook. That's my thing. And uh, I, was, I was so proud of her. She has just really come along as a chef. And I, I just. So they're with the sugar and the bread and everything all at once. Yep. Yep. Exactly. When she served the uh, arugula salad with the creme fraiche and she had some fresh sourdough bread right beside it. I just I had to partake. So. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've always loved salads a lot. I uh, uh, my wife's finally figured out that I'm I'm kind of you know, after the, the heart stuff last year that I'm going to do the right thing. And, uh, so, I mean, I like to have a salad for lunch and that's what I've been trying to do is have, you know, a salad, like you said, you know, yep. uh, doesn't need all the other stuff. So Sean, I appreciate you being on the podcast again with us, uh, starting out the month of April, um, and the help that you've uh, had with our LV class and everything. Yeah, I look forward to the opportunity to actually come down and be a part of a class once uh, we get back going full steam. So anytime. Well, for just one person, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bug you tomorrow for just one person. But when we get <laughs> several people coming in for a class, we'll uh, we'll get you in here for one. Yeah, that sounds great. I'd look forward to that. So uh, let everybody know how they can get hold of you, Sean, and then maybe uh, use some of that technology you talked about today. Well, anybody that wishes to can reach me at uh, Sean, S-E-A-N dot DeVore, D-E-V as in Victor, O-R-E at Mannington dot com. Or you can always reach out via phone at 352-630-9884. I'm happy to help you with any kind of foreign question that you have. Sean, why don't you send me a list of all of those different programs that you mentioned today? And I'll make sure that I put them in our show notes because, you know, uh, I know I hadn't heard of all of those different technology programs. So uh, wh why don't we list those on our show notes here? And uh, if you'll send those to me, I'll make sure they get there. And then that way people will be able to go and check them out themselves. I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll put uh, send you an email with the links and all that kind of stuff. Good enough. Thanks for your time today, Sean. All right. Appreciate it, Dave. Talk to you soon. So, folks, if you've been listening to our podcast on a regular basis, you know, Sean joins us the first Monday of every month. We do uh, our podcast live here on Podbean Live. Maybe you didn't join with us today on our live session. Uh, we did notice a couple of people come on and off today, but nobody wanted to talk, so we didn't. Um, if you got this in a recording, please recognize that we're always willing to talk to anybody in the cleaning industry We've got three words we like to follow. It's got to be healthy, positive, and proactive, and we want to talk with you. So uh, give us a ring or send me an email. You'll see my information here in the show notes. So please like and share everything we do here. We're on Instagram. We're, we're here on the podcast channel. We've got the YouTube. Uh, gosh, we have so many of all the things. I'm kind of like Sean. I got so many things that we do, I can't list them all. You know all the social media stuff, folks. Please join us. Share what we do. Like what we have. And by all means, go to www.academyofcleaning.com. We finished last week was uh, Cleaning Appreciation Week. Don't forget to nominate your rock star that you recognized last week. At the Academy, we've got a link to the rockstarcustodian.com program to where you can nominate somebody to be a rock star for this year. Sean, thanks for being here. We'll catch you next month.
All right. Appreciate it, Dave. Take care. Bye, folks.